Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on the second hour. I'm Stephanie March. I'm being joined today by the lovely Stephanie Meyer and the lovely Zoe Francois. Mm. And we are just a bunch of foodists hanging out, laughing. <laughs> laughing. And yeah. Usually I was surprised <laughs> that there's no baked things. goods around us a little bit. Uh, like, I don't know how to hang out with Zoe unless there's copious amounts of sugar and, you know, beautiful and things. And I did bake last night. They just all got eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as, I forgot to tell happens. you, I baked your lemon souffle cakes oh, wow. and I made them with gluten-free flour because so I'm gluten-free the pudding, free. One the pudding ones yeah yeah oh, I love I that made those recipe. for my stepmom when so she was here cool. on Thursday it so works wait, great it worked with mm-hmm. the gluten-free great because I mean, I've gotten that question a lot it does oh, because I yeah. figure any recipe that really doesn't have that much flour that's in what it, I think it works too. out perfectly because these are just it's, it's just like a thickener a little bit yes. isn't it? it yeah yeah it basically makes this kind of foamy cake layer on the very top that you know magically separates out and then underneath it's like delicious lemon custard so yeah they were great oh good forgot to yeah, tell you I oh good that. i love, love it that, that could be one of our top two because oh, guess what yeah. it's time it's time for top two and hour two and now the weekly dish presents top two top two the top two pick your best two in our two all right give me two with it with it all right, you guys, this is the time when we pick the things that we are sort of mildly obsessed with, the things that we want to tell people about and talk about uh, in our lives. And so we're each going to do one because that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> you have another one? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll tell you what. I am super psyched about this new little liquor store I found called Ambibulous. Which oh, is I a, saw your post. It's a hard thing to say. It's not. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. When we were at FitFest, because Hanson had talked about it, because uh, someone had called in with a question on where to get things, and we couldn't get the name right, and it was Omnibibula. It was like Omnibublus, you know, it was right, horrible. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course I know, Hanson. But it was who's in Mexico, by the way. So she gets to be, you know, jibbed a little bit. Um, so it's Ambibulus, which is, of course, the the Latin, I think, term for a person who likes all sorts of beverages, which who imbibes. Yeah, who imbibes. And that's sort of all of us. So um, it's a cute little store. East Hennepin. If you want to go, if you've seen where the five watt coffee is, the new one and the head flyer brewing, if you kind of mm. are in northeast and you're heading yeah. towards on East Hennepin towards the highway, Intelligent Nutrients is just down the block. Yes. So it's right there in that little strip. And it's hard to find right now because they don't have a big sign. They have an orange sign that says beer, wine, and spirits, which should call you forth. And then they've outfitted this cute... It's, it used to be it's a rundown old gas station, but they've outfitted it very nicely with a new case, you know, and lovely, of course, barn planking, because <laughs> that's a requisite in Minnesota. Right. And But I mean, it's a very clean, lovely little place. Really interesting. I love the fact that you can walk in and you can see a bunch of Minnesota-made spirits, you know, and and seeing, you know, thinking about setting up your bar or whatever. And you can say, you know, I, all of these are all from here and they're interesting and I want to try them. And they have a lot of samples and it's just kind of fun. That sounds great. Cool. I know because a lot of the places I know I keep thinking I'm going to go and try. I'm going to go to Twin Spirits Distillery, which is having their birthday party, their one year birthday party today. But I haven't made it out there. And so I feel like I haven't really tried their stuff. But now I feel like I could go buy a yeah. bottle of it. It's sitting there. I should Maybe do that. Sample it there. Yeah. Sample it. Exactly. So I'm definitely down for Ambibulous. And Ambibulous. you should give them a shot because it's a cute little family run thing. Yeah. Good, All right. Smize, what's your first one? Oh, what I was going to say, other than the lemon cakes, I guess I'm saying two then. Yeah, you get to have two. Um, uh, I made, uh, I just, so 
My thing is when I have a craving for something before I go out and get it, I usually like to challenge myself to create something at home just because I want to try to make, well, one, I want to try to make it and share the recipe with people, but also I try to make it a little bit healthier. And I had, there's, you know, I love orange beef, Chinese restaurant, orange beef, and I had a huge craving for it. And so I made uh, a really easy sticky orange sauce and now I just banked it in my fridge. And it's one of those things that, of course, it's great with beef. So I did it with beef and broccoli and it, you know, took, I don't know, took probably 10 minutes to make the sauce and then to make the completed dish another 10 minutes. Um, but anyway, I just love having great sauces in the fridge. And that was one of them. An orange I mean, like, that's like orange chicken. Yes. But this is what we're saying. This is like the mall Panda Express favorite yeah, for people. Is, yeah. I will tell you in the Skyways in Minneapolis, the smell of orange chicken is what brings us all to like the little Skyway spots. Yeah. It's there you so, go. It's and so it makes you want it good. so bad when you're. And I think the citrus thing this time of year definitely yeah. was hitting me. Oh, and yeah. it's so easy to make it with really, you know, I don't What's, love the like, word clean ingredients. What but do you anyway. put in it? Just so generally. it was, you know, fresh orange zest and fresh orange juice. And I just used a little bit of maple syrup to sweeten it. But honey would be really great. Uh, I just didn't have any. And uh, and then I thickened it, thickened it with arrowroot starch. I like working with that a little better than cornstarch. Um, you just kind of have a little bit more control over it. It's not as powerful. It doesn't seize yeah. up as hard. Yeah. And uh, and I added a little sesame oil and I finished it with sesame seeds. And you can make it spicy by adding chili flakes to it or a little sriracha or uh, even adding. Some and you just chili like whisked it. it all together, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Do you yep. have your and did... soy? I use tamari because it's gluten free. Yeah. Yes. Did you have is your recipe like on one of your blogs? I situations. Can, I can post it. I can send it to you, and then okay. you can put it on the weekly dish page. Do that. Yeah. That would be it's a that great would thing be to a have. good thing to do tonight too. Yes. Vegetarian wise, I would do you that could. on cauliflower. You could, if you just did cauliflower or <laughs> yeah. broccoli and just yeah. stir fried all those veggies and then finished it with crunchy cashews and that orange Ooh, sauce. That sounds so. That would be good. perfect. <laughs> Here's yeah. the worst part: just... and rice to soak up. Ugh. Either rice or cauliflower. I actually had it with cauliflower rice to because you want to soak up all that great yeah. sticky sauce. Yeah. No, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, okay. Ms. Zoe, what's okay. your top two well, and our two? I went the other way. <laughs> and this is super involved and super fun, but I've been making croissants. I watched your okay. stories. Oh. This is like a whole segment, actually. I mean, my God. So you've been making them. Isn't this impossible? I thought it was like illegal it's, to make no. them at home. <laughs> I always illegal. wondered how it crazy, was. But not illegal. I learned from it. I love your stories. I've learned so much. Oh, that's so great. But yeah, so I, um, yeah, it's a little bit crazy. You need some time. You need time. You need time. It's not at all hard, but, you know, watch my stories. And I mean, that's, I've been having so much fun with these stories. Yes. Um, can so, you, but don't they disappear? Can't you? No, no, no. Now, okay. I, now I can archive them in the highlights on oh. my Instagram page because I used to spend hours making these stories and then poof, they I gone. know. Yeah. So this, so Instagram now has this feature where you can, archive your old stories. So okay. I have them all there. So and so they're like between, when you look at someone's Instagram page, yep. there's, you know, the gallery of photos. That's right. And then there's the header with the person's name and contact info. In between those two things is a row oh, of Oh, it's circles. the big round circles. Yes. Those are the That's archived right. stories. Okay. So yeah. we can find, so what is the key for good croissants? Well, you have to make, or, or it's any croissants. <laughs> make a laminated all, dough. So basically right. what you're doing is you're layering 
bread dough yeah. with a ton of butter. Okay. And then you fold them up and you roll them out and then you fold them up again. So you end up with like hundreds of layers. That's and what makes that's, that flakiness. Yes. That's okay. The flakiness. And it's not at all hard, but you have to have some tricks to know how to roll it out without the butter sort of oozing out and yeah. to just make your life a lot more sane. How much space do you need, really? I oh, mean, I, is it like... so much. It's You're rolling... I mean, the amount that I made, you're rolling it out to about 12 by 18 inches. Okay. So you can do that. You can do that. A, that's like a, that's a kitchen table, table that's, situation. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly... That's pretty much the dimensions yeah. I was going for. A little bit larger than that. Uh, yeah, so you don't need a terrible amount of space. Okay, I always have this feeling that there's like sheets and sheets of things that need to be folded and pulled and well, turned and flopped. Well, if you're Michelle Dyer at the salty tart, <laughs> then this is true. you have a sheeter and mm. yeah. yeah, and so it just does nice. it, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you do it with the with, aid of this thing. Yeah. And, and, and you should watch my video. Okay. Because you will immediately understand what goes into a croissant and immediately run out to the salty tart and buy them. <laughs> and buy right? them instead of making and them. Fine. This is oh one of those things. Although I have to say, on this type of a day, it's like the perfect day to hunker down and do oh, yeah. a project like this. This is exactly, the food project situation yeah. for me is exactly what I want to be doing on yeah. this kind of day. In fact, perfect. the last time we had a really good snow day that I had time and, and just space, I turned on the Yacht Rock from... Ah, Project 5. <laughs> Pride, from Project Vibrancy, yes. our list, our playlist. On Their Spotify. playlist is a, a yacht rock afternoon, and I totally cooked like three different things. And I was like, "This is it. This is like happiness." Pretty yes. much, you just need hollow notes. Yes, this is true, and some butter. Yes, oh, exactly. God. It's so true. Okay, so your Instagram, so your Instagram is Zoe Bakes. Zoe Bakes. Zoe Bakes. So Zoe look Bakes. for that. Give that a sh- give Z- that a O-E. look. Z O E. No Y. No Y. No Zoe Deschanel. Uh, And we are going to take a quick break and come back with some discussion about how to replenish yourselves during this crazy food season. Because when you have food witches in your midst, you must use them for the good that they possess. This is the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back and we'll be uh, sponsored today by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Welcome back to Weekly Dish, you guys. Thanks for coming and listening in. If you miss any part of this extremely important show, uh, don't forget you can always download the podcast you go to mytalk1071.com and uh, listen on demand whenever you need to. Whether that be on the treadmill or in the kitchen tonight later, watching mm-hmm. with the curling game on in the uh, background. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put any spoilers out there, so I'm not going to say anything about any gold medals won by anybody. But apparently there are some. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say that this is a season that is a little tough for a lot of people because, and I think it is post-holiday and you know just the long the length of our winters get a little bit much and people tend to get run down and we find ourselves in the midst of sort of the, ugh, you know, the flu season and all that kind of stuff that is just, and, and apparently the flu is like invincible this year. That's what everyone says. Right. So I don't know if you've gotten your flu shots. I don't know how you feel about flu shots. I'm not going to judge you either way, but I do know that I see comfort in and solace in food when I feel you know, kind of ewy or when someone in my family does too. So we're talking a little bit about what can you do to eat or make to make yourself feel better or to maybe stave off the flu or not even the flu, but just that kind of like that winter malaise. So you have a suggestion. I do. Yeah. 
I just text Stephanie. Yeah. And she brings down <laughs> her homemade bra. <laughs> yes. And it's so amazing. Yeah. And you instantly feel better. And you do feel uh-huh. better. There That's is so something sweet. about a warming cup of broth that is so you know it's like it's because it's nourishing because it's got like stuff in it that's good for your body and it helps you it's not just drinking you know just tea which is probably the thing i do the worst most of i mean tea's great for you but like there's not it's not giving me anything right that's my point yeah the only other thing i do is put more spices and stuff in my food because i can't taste because you can't taste it and then those those help too don't you think i think the spiciness has always been a thing that sort of helps your body in a weird way and it gets your you know it clears your sinuses it makes you feel better that way but then if you're doing ginger um in particular it has a lot of anti-inflammatory and antiviral properties so ginger does ginger and garlic both do so it's no mystery that they show up in you know soup and all the good things do you think that people can stave off uh, the I cold do. with I mean, a ginger and with a garlic. Like, if you're drinking, if you're already drinking like a broth or if you're drinking juices, I know a lot of people have been pulling up the turmeric and ginger yes. juices. Is that, or teas even, but is that something that you feel that I mean, can stop that? Or is it? I think having just a good nutritional status means that you're going to get sick less often. That's proven. So if you're eating, you know, a lot of vegetables and high quality protein and, um, you know, eating, you know, lots of greens and and a lot of those anti-inflammatory herbs and spices. It turns out if you look at a list of nutrient dense foods that actually herbs are at the very top of the list. Oh, and organ meats, which is not what people really <laughs> love to eat. But if you if you do love, you know, chicken liver pate or duck liver pate, um, there are nutrients in organ meats that are really important for us and important for your immune system that, uh, you know, that are hard to get in other foods and they're just not that popular to eat right now. But so yeah, but I know you could organ meats. You could actually have pate, which to me is always like such a fancy yes. treat. I always think cocktail party only. You know, that's my idea. But of course, you could use it as a spread on, you know, a sandwich or you could, right. you know, eat it just on crackers or just it, on I mean, dip. If you try to on work it into your diet, I actually take, this sounds crazy, but I take um, desiccated liver pills because it's hard to eat pate often. Well, it's um, rich too. And it's rich and it's not necessarily something I want to eat every week, but you can buy uh, high quality desiccated liver pills and that gives you vitamin A and yeah, all all of the nutrients all work together to keep your immune system really good and, and having enough vitamin D is also proven to be really helpful. So if you take vitamin D and then you take vitamin K2 also and you take the desiccated liver pills because then you get vitamin A, those three things together are, are really bulletproof those oh, are really so good we all know i'm not a vegan <laughs> yeah i get this question on my site all sure, the time sure. like how do you so what would somebody do if they don't yeah if they were eat, vegan yeah. if they don't well, eat just, meat or meat products right yeah. i mean obviously if you have a vegan diet you have to be a little bit more careful about supplements and about um the way that you combine foods and you you know you can't be you have to really be eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of, you know, high quality um, plant based protein. You can't do vegan, you know, packaged food. That's not going to get you there. No, uh, it's mostly so, just yeah. flour. Yeah. And and it's a, it is a little trickier. Um, you know, you can't supplement 
the most available form of vitamin A. You'd have to do it by eating lots of, you know, beta carotene and carrots and things like that, which isn't, you know, that always gets listed as vitamin A, but it's really your body has to turn it into vitamin A. But then there are other nutrients that you make sure that you have so that you do that well. So it just requires a little more study. The juices, you know, that are all out there, do you feel like those are, I mean, is that a good way to get that stuff into your body? As long as you don't make it a big sugar bomb. I mean, if you go get a green juice that isn't full of, um, you know, apples and oranges. And because if you total it up, I totaled up my green juice one time and it was a pretty big carb blast and I only was putting lemon in it. Yeah. Because it just, you so concentrate it. But yes, I mean, it's great. Okay. I have a question for you because yeah. when I was a kid, we used to do wheatgrass juice right. shots yeah. every single morning. Wow. Did you really? And I hate Hated my parents. Right, right. <laughs> but I wonder if that like really kept us healthy. Well, I'm Do you sure know there's anything about that. Wheatgrass has, um, you know, has a ton of nutrients like any greens. I don't think that it has anything, you know, special over other nutrient dense greens. So if and you hate wheatgrass, it was right. like a fad. Exactly. This way before like, Jamba Juice hate, had it as yes. an option. Yeah. 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 If you hate like wheatgrass, if ago. you're juicing, you know, Kale plus spinach plus maybe some arugula plus parsley yeah. and all the other yeah. green herbs. You right. don't have to do things that so taste bad. Green, there's lots of things that yeah, taste good. Green broth is perfect. Yeah. I know, I know, and that's the thing. That, so there's the green broth. So right. let's let's just say you are feeling you're, you you got hit and you're you're on the downward yeah. side. Is there anything? Well, let's talk about the uh, the witch's brew that we always yes. that we pass around the right. recipe of yes. because it does. Help. It does help. I would say that healing green broth, first of all, because it tastes good. I mean, if, if you can't eat it, then it doesn't really do you that much good. But healing green broth um, tastes good and it's really easy to make. And, uh, you know, if you have broth in your freezer, you can easily turn it into that. Because when you're sick, you do not feel like eating a salad. No. And you might not even want it's not that even juice. Comforting. <laughs> it's not comforting. And drinking a cold juice doesn't maybe feel right either. And you want something that's warm. So I always think of healing green broth as sort of like, uh, you know, a savory smoothie in some ways, because you add all this nutrition to just one cup. But in this case, there's nothing sweet about it. It's just salty and super savory and lemon and all the good things. So what would you put into the broth to make it healing and green? Well, there's a recipe on my website, on my blog website, which is freshtart.com. And if you just Google fresh tart healing green broth, you'll get to that recipe. And then there is a healing green broth website where um, where if you uh, sign up, I send four weeks of free recipes and then you can make it a lot of different ways so if you like because i've seen a lot of people do different things because you might you know do oregano and um and scallions and kind of have this greek profile and where you might add some thai chili paste and sriracha and kind of do more of a thai kind of variation it just depends on what you like yeah but the basic sort of you know, master recipe is on fresh tart. Okay. Cause I like to do, I like a little arugula, you know, I want like kind of different spices you can throw and fresh ginger in there. You can do that and you yeah. can amp it up to whatever your needs are. And Absolutely. stuff. if there's one like spice or one um, thing to add to that, di- to like the diet to help with feeling low and blah, what would you do? I do garlic. Would you do garlic? And the trick is, so, you know, do raw garlic and, and smash it, and chop it up and then let it sit for at least 10 minutes before you cook it. And 
the um, the allicin, A-L-L-I-C-I-N, which is the antiviral sort of component of it, activates when the when the garlic has been damaged. And that's actually true for a lot of plants. That is spinach is that way. You need yes. to attack it. So you need to attack <laughs> to it, make and, it then, best. and then let it sit for a few minutes yeah. because heat will destroy it if you haven't let it sit there and activate. But then after that, you can cook it. So you don't have to eat raw garlic. No, no, no. But don't buy the jarred garlic. You know, that that stuff is not it. Do just get a knife and do your own thing. What's one thing you would add to your diet if you were feeling low? Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Because you love it. I love it. I love the flavor. Mm. I love the heat. Yeah. You know, it's just so comforting. So like... Ginger and honey and tea. Mm, is yeah, like it's a boost. Immediate go. It's a and boost. Smarch would add bourbon. I would and add bourbon, bourbon to everything, and then um, a blanket and some Netflix. That's I've my. I've never put bourbon in healing green broth before. <laughs> oh, that's a challenge. Is yeah. what that is. <laughs> that is a challenge. Is what I'm gonna do. All right, oh <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are gonna talk a little bit about some, uh, actually, some Netflixing, maybe a little bit, and also some food projects you can do for the. Uh, impending snowmageddon that's coming. I think you should get to the grocery store. We're going to help you find out what to do with that. All right, we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Well, if you have been paying attention to the forecast, you know that we are facing down a little bit of a snowmageddon. We got a little pump the other night, and uh, I have to say a shout-out to my neighbor, George, for helping me plow my driveway. That was kind <laughs> so of a lovely little treat I just woke up a, to. a Dukes of Hazard this I time? I did not. I did plow. text the girls. I kind of broke the four-wheeler a little bit because <laughs> I Dukes of Hazard the four-wheeler with a plow on it, like over a bank to get in back into my driveway because I had... I couldn't get through this chunk at the end. And so, you had a GoPro strapped to the top. This of that would be thing. a really good idea. That would be really funny. I feel Especially like. Especially because you were doing it toward the house. I know. I thought you were doing it away. That is a recipe I, for plowing into your own into garage. Into your shore. own garage shower. I know. I was far and I was at the very end. I was terrified of like. I think part of it was because I was on the road and I was trying to get back into the driveway and I was at that part and I was like, someone's going to come and hit me on the road. So I got to hurry up. And I just. <laughs> Gunned it, and it was it was unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate. So, um, right. So today is like one of those days that I think is a great opportunity to hunker down, like we've been yes. saying, and really do some food projects, mm-hmm. and maybe do some things that you you know haven't tried before. So this is a good chance to think about it and then go to the grocery store and then lock yourself away with, I mean, I think you should just binge watch the entire Netflix, you know, of what we were just talking, whatever that food, I totally lost my mind on what it is. Ugly food, (laughs) ugly delicious on Netflix. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, But I also think, so I'm going to start off with saying, of course, I mean, Instant Pot projects are, to me, always usually about speed. But this may be an opportunity for you to really take the time to get to know your Instant Pot. Sure. And one of the things I did the other day was doing this Cacio e Pepe polenta, which mm-hmm. was a, a marvelous side dish that I've now eaten every morning with eggs on top yes. of it. So, because wow. it's the gift that keeps giving. It is. You know? It sits I in the fridge that. so well. So easily. Actually, it improves with age. I think so too. Yeah. And so I just kind of keep, I put it on a plate in the morning and then I just sort of let it go in the microwave, you know, and just sort of, and then I top it with two fried eggs and Jake and I, that's our breakfast. Oh, that's so good. I know. 
So, but it was really easy in Instant Pot, and that was on Bon Appetit. That recipe was just like basically, you know, four cups of water and one cup of polenta. Stirred, like heat it up a little bit, stir it around, and then afterwards throw in just a ton of parm and a lot of black pepper. Yes. That is it. That's it. And it was brilliant. And I kind of forget about that. I made shrimp and grits for dinner for my stepmom just because you did that. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. I know. Did you put the shrimp in the Instant Pot too or did no, you saute those? No, okay. I did. I just I have not the shrimp done shrimp in Instant Pot. I don't know how that would. I don't think it'd be worth it. Why would it. you need to? Yeah, no, they're they too fast anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you'd have to be instant. like the weekly dish Instant Potters who just like to cook whatever they can. I know. We do in have there? a faction right. who wants to put like a shoe in there just to yeah. see what would happen. Or if you put shrimp in and what if you pressure cook them for 30 seconds? Yeah. Is there even a seconds button on there? Could I don't you think make you can. croissants in the instant no, pot. You, it's the number one question on my website right now. <laughs> Is can you bake bread in, in the, the instant, instant pot? pot. Mm. And I have not yet done it, but our number one post on the website yeah. is crock pot baking bread in the crock pot. Yeah, I know, and it and works. I, it took me years to get around to trying it because I did not think it would work. And it's brilliant. I know that people mm-hmm. on our The Weekly Dish Instant Potters have proofed bread in the Instant yeah. Pot. Yeah. No, so they've used that as like a secure space for rise, sure. I guess, and stuff. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know. God, making bread tonight would be a good idea, too. Yeah. Making bread every night. Every night. Idea. Making bread every night. Okay, so. <laughs> and I know someone who wrote a really, a really great book and has like Actually, a website chock full of ideas. And an incredible gluten-free baking cookbook. True. So we also did that. That we did too. That's true. Okay, so if you're going to hunker down tonight, what are you going to make? Hmm. I'm totally making soup. I mean, that's what I always do. Yeah. I'm either going to soup yeah. or braise you know, pork or beef or maybe a chicken. I'm Would you do a whole chicken? Doing the whole chicken lately. Yeah. So good. I know. Yeah. I could do that. I know. Like, um, <laughs> chicken and wine. Why, why I'm totally. Oh, the Coca Van. Coca Van. I want to make Coca Van tonight. Coca Van yeah. is oh, good. That sounds great. That sounds great. Is appealing to me. That does sound good. Yeah. Right. Yes. Is there, I kind of want and, popovers, too. You do want popovers. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, you do. I would so eat with like a yeah. big fat slice of really good yes. hot butter or cold butter. Yes. You know, so that it just cold, melts us into that thing. Salty butter. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. What I'm do you think that. about, are there any like huge food projects that you haven't undertaken that you've kind of been thinking like make your own noodles kind of a thing or anything like I that? I've done that years. I know. I make pasta. Well, we, uh, Eric and I made uh, Robin Asbel's gluten-free fresh pasta recipe. And it is absolutely fantastic. You can find it on the Heartbeat Kitchen, Amanda Paz blog. She blogged it. I will say that we tweaked it because we like really eggy pasta. And so we subbed out more egg yolk in for the water. Mm -hmm. So you can mess, you know, so you still end up with the same amount of liquid, but just replacing some of the water with egg yolk. And it's basically foolproof. It's it's a brilliant recipe. Oh, and that is so yeah, good. Yeah, good stuff. You can find that on her blog. That would be fun for tonight. Yeah, I think that's one of those things. Like if I you mean, never try or like yeah. ravioli, if you've never made ravioli mm. or anything, you know, it's like those are these opportunities yeah. where you're just kind of go to the grocery store and then just stick it. The other <laughs> stick one inside. is bolognese. Yeah. Because uh, that is kind of a classic now. That And you do need to simmer that for a long well, time. Like the long and slow is good. Yeah. And in layers. So you've got, 
you know, you've got the meat layer and then um, and then you're putting in mm-hmm. the dairy, you know, cream layer and let that simmer away. And there's a wine layer and you let that simmer away. That's and true. Most people layer, know that it's not it just meat away. in tomato sauce. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? I mean, no. you could have you could absolutely yeah, do yeah. that, too. But it's the, the bolognese is, is different. The, yes. Yeah. I made it not too long ago. And it's like I had forgotten all of that. And then it came back to me and I was like, this is why the sauce is so beautiful. Yeah. I made so, Lynn so Rosetta beautiful. Casper's oh, yeah. recipe. It's mm. so good. Is and it? then I actually did that with homemade uh, spinach pasta Yeah, and made it into a lasagna. Oh, oh that's, that's a great a, idea. That would be incredible that's today. Like perfect Yes, perfect. Oh, That is a perfect. great idea to do. Just do the spinach layer pasta and then the bolognese yep. and then that maybe a little yeah. ricotta if you did fresh ricotta, get yeah, out. I know. That is so right. easy. That's it just is. milk and, you know, buttermilk and, yeah, lemon juice. Acid. Acid, yeah. Um, or if you do the fresh, if you don't feel like doing that, the fresh ricotta that you can get at the co-ops or Whole Foods, you know, in the cheese Whole section. Whole Foods has the best the, fresh ricotta, I think. hand-dipped ricotta. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's kind of spectacular. Yeah, I haven't found the co ops, I haven't found ones that I love, but I have found at, I was very impressed with the fresh ricotta at Whole Foods. It's pretty dangerous. Because stuff. it's like, you know, when I make it at home, I'm eating it right away. Yeah. Because and that I'm, one you want to eat right away. Yeah. It's it, so like, sweet. Warm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. That's These really, so I good. like the idea of a lasagna like yeah. from scratch. Mm-hmm. Because normally lasagna for me is a throw together that I'm just doing for, you know, a to crowd. make yourself feel. Yes. Or for like, well, I'll make one tonight and then we'll have it for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> right. <sighs> well, and I make the quinoa lasagna. Your family can put it away. Right. Yes, Actually, I do. Actually, so can yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Right. Teenage yes. boys always no. help with that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I will say I had found, yeah, one tiny sliver of lasagna in the back of my fridge, like in some Tupperware that I didn't know about. And I was like, that surprises me. <laughs> right. How did that How did that? By? That's like such a Minnesota bite. In the back. He didn't why see it. That's what I assume is it just yeah. got flushed to the back, you know, and it was <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there was like sadness when it was discovered, you know, if it was discovered by them going, oh, I could have eaten that. Now it's green. So no, <laughs> no. And it's not spinach. And it's not no, spinach. It's not Be spinach aware. Pasta. Yeah. But I do think there's like, you know, those kind of heritage recipes too are a good thing to try. Like if you've never done also buco, yeah. if you've never done, yes. you know, is one yes, a cassoulet would be amazing. I did it. And it, I put the recipe on fresh tart probably eight years ago. Wow. I spent so three we could days it. doing it. I did the and, whole oh, thing. Wow. It was really fun. I did it for a dinner party and I spent... I, I spent three days doing it. Wow. Which made That's it actually incredible. doable. I just worked on it for like two hours for three days. Each. But I, I do agree that that is something that you could find. Like that's something that you can. I mean, if you're starting it tonight for dinner tomorrow, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't have to be tonight. Yeah. You could easily do pizza tonight, but you're cooking mm-hmm. all day. Oh, I love it. I love it so Pizza's much. A good idea too. It is. Which is? Pizza. Pizza, pizza is a good idea. <laughs> Always a good idea. I will tell you just on the side note before we leave that I did order the Sicilian pie, the pan pie from Hello Pizza. If you've not done oh, that, you guys, you can oh, pick it up par baked yeah. and then stick it oh, in the oven. Like I had the boys coming over after tubing. Yeah. And so they were like, I was like, well, I got this giant, you know, it's like a sheet pan, a yeah. 12 by 18 of pan pizza. And it's not thick, but it's bready. But it's like easily you just stuck it back in the oven for 10 minutes at 500. Done. Mm. Love it. All right. We're going to take a break. You guys, when we come back, it will be the moral of the story and also kind of what's going on around town. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back. 
Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging with us today. It's been a fun day. I've had Stephanie Meyer and Zoe Francois here in studio with me. So fun. And Hanson is out in Mexico, and uh, she's there for two weeks, so we can hate on her right. however much we want. Uh, she time, is yeah. having a good time and eating some good stuff. Elizabeth Reese will be in studio with me next week, and um, so we're just, it's, I haven't had her on in a long time either, so it's She's fun to so visit. Awesome. I, I saw her, her for one second at the Great Northern oh, in yeah. St. Paul, Yes, and then she went in to get us all bubbles, and then it was so dark <laughs> out there, I never saw her again. You couldn't right. find her! Yeah. She was lost to the mist she was. with her bubbles but and long so coat. to see her. Oh. I know, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, so it's fun. I, mean, I can't wait to hear about the babes and how they're all doing and so update on, you know, chickens and all the rest because I always have to have a chicken update. Yes. You know, all those things. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the events that are happening around town right now, things that are going on. Today, of course, is the Winter Dabbler, the Beer Dabbler, mm. which is out at the state fairgrounds. There are no longer tickets available online, but I believe you might be able to find some here or there at some of their retailers. That's what I heard. Um, but I think it is a, probably a sold out event and maybe they're already out there right now. I don't know. <laughs> they're going to have so I, much fun. I love the fact that it's about to unload snow on them and That's they're all so at an outdoor beer festival. Oh my gosh. I mean, let's at just stay fairground. I know. No I sort of hope that the Uber drivers are all, you know, ready at yes. the wait. <laughs> Cause <laughs> a lot of beer up. and a lot of snow oh, yeah. and a lot of cars is maybe a little worrisome yeah. but i know that those kids are you know they're good the growler is a good group and they have it all dialed in um if you're thinking that you still want to go out tonight um there's of course like i said the twin spirits distillery this cute little female-owned distillery in northeast sort of not too far from our friend whipley's house is <laughs> it's just helpful. so he knows i guess uh they're turning one year old <laughs> or just and, go to whipley's house yeah you could go to him i'm <laughs> sure there's some ribs I'm sure there's ribs in the backyard there <laughs> always are the smell yeah yes. exactly um but there's some vinyl spins going on they've she's got a uh, taco food truck and a whole bunch of fun stuff but the big party tonight is going to be i think at norseman distillery they are turning that place two is years old. That place is gorgeous. Everybody oh. in there is art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Connie is just, I mean, she's, you know, I, there's just beautiful people, beautiful art. There's just a great vibe going on. They are celebrating their birthday tonight, two years old, with a 1970s Hawaiian party. Oh, Ooh. wow. I mean, I'm thinking Don Ho. I'm yeah. thinking some Halston dresses, you know, that right. whole thing. This is very us. Don't you think mm-hmm. I, if we would have gotten our act together, maybe we could have planned. I thought you were going to say Don Draper. Don Draper. <laughs> Don Ho. Don't you remember? I remember yes, that. Actually, I keep going back to the. Uh, wasn't the Brady Bunch? Wasn't there a Don Ho thing? Yes. I keep going back to the tiki, to the cursed tiki episode of the Brady Bunch. With the spider. Yes, oh, with right. the spider. Yeah, it was terrifying. But uh, hopefully the party tonight will not be terrifying. Hopefully no. they're going to be doing a whole bunch of, they have some guest bartenders. They're going to be doing some fun drinks. Um, they've got a daiquiri bar and they've got bonfires. So what what could go wrong? No, they have great outdoor space too. They Huge. do. Yeah. They do. It is cool. just a very cool thing. Um, tomorrow they're at the um, at the food building. Amy Halloran, who is the author of the New Bread Basket book, she's going to do a seminar called, she's going to lead a panel of people for the Farmer, Miller, Baker, Maker. I'm going to that. Are you going to go? Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. So it's, we have like farmers, Luke Peterson from Peterson Farms, uh, Jeff Casper, who is the guy who makes the dumpling and strand noodles, those fresh noodles. They're so good. And their gluten-free ones are beautiful. Yes. 
buckwheat. They are so yeah. good. And then uh, Steve Horton, of course. Uh, so uh, they're having this great discussion about uh, a range of topics on the local grain systems. And, you know, we are having a bakery renaissance right now. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that? Uh, yes. Baker extraordinaire so over here. I know. I think this is a really cool yeah. thing. What are you excited to get out of this seminar? Well, I mean, that panel is yeah. amazing. It's just crazy. Yeah. The wealth of knowledge that's there. Yeah. You know, so just being in a room with Steve Horton is like being with an excitement and it, encyclopedia. It is. Yeah. He is. A, he word, is. I yes. mean, this is a man who has been baking for so long and he opened that, you know, a mill in the middle yeah. of Minneapolis for the yeah. first time in decades. Um, and it's just his, you know, he was with Rustica and now he's with Bakersfield flour and bread. And of course this is all just this. If you are at all into baking, this is a really great seminar. It's $15. You know, it's tomorrow in the middle of the day. It's at noon for the discussion. And then of course there'll be drinks and snacks and afterwards bread. and, and bread. bread. There'll be bread. And they'll make cheese. They have, Cause all of the vendors in the food building, Yes, when they do those lectures, they use the vendors' Everybody's products. Things. And, yeah. Oh, the building yeah. is insane. Yes. It's, the amount of, the amount of talent. talent. It is really is cool. I know. And I think that they're going to get more. I think there's some, you know, stuff moving around. I know that somebody was looking because, of course, Lone Grays are closed. But I think that there are... Somebody said that they heard there was, like, a, another dairy production thing happening there. That makes sense. That would they be great. It, you know, decked out for that. Oh, God, yeah. Um... Some other things that are happening, just to give you guys just, you know, heads up on what's up. Uh, tonight, or I guess that was last night. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Here's what you missed. Here's what you missed. Um, how would I tell you about Gist's fermentation workshop? That's okay. better. Ooh, so on Tuesday, now Gist's fermentation bar is a cute little wine bar in Minneapolis, you know, on just off of Eat Street, just a little bit down from the Black Forest Inn. Um and they are doing a seminar. They've doing a lot of fermentation workshops. Yes. But this one I like because it's about uh it's all about your health. And so it's really about how fermentation sort of affects the gut and all of the things that work together. And then they're going to teach you how to make kimchi and preserved Ugh. lemons. And then mm. you're also going to sample a bunch of fermented foods. So if you're at all interested in in even like our health discussion in terms of feeling better yeah, during the cold months. Yeah, we didn't even talk months, about kombucha. I know. Yeah. Kombucha yeah. is like the thing that it I almost forget that it's some people don't know about yeah, it, you know preventively i drink i don't drink a you know big glasses of it but i almost use it like a tonic yeah and just have two to four ounces a day yeah kind of a make thing. It or you i don't it? make it because i don't drink enough of it because yeah. i'm doing that small amount um and but a lot of people do that we yeah. know and oh, i yeah. saw brenda score from farm girls dabble mm -hmm. was making betsy a Nelson beautiful betsy and i think Lori one that too. tasted oh. like champagne it, <gasps> yes it was the most beautiful yeah. thing if that you really beautiful. love kombucha making your own is the way to go because you need cheap. to tinker with it hey yeah. there's a really good fun project for the day yeah. start your kombucha process right. you need a scoby yeah which, which is like a like mushroom a flop which yes. is a little scary looking. <laughs> yes. You Where do you get a SCOBY? Uh, well, you can or buy them Scooby. online or ask a good friend who makes kombucha because so. you can divide them and share them. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that could work. I mean, mm -hmm. I wonder if someone could just go and get one. You know what I mean? So, okay. Usually we talk about one thing you learned today. Is there anything you guys want to impart of the moral wisdom from the show today? What you learned? Mm, gosh. Well, I always learn when I talk to you guys. 
Um, I mean, I will say that I learned a whole lot about croissants. Yes, I will say that too. Reading that story, I, looking at it. Yeah. So what'd you learn? And I learned about um, letting your garlic sit. Letting your garlic set. That. Good. That's I love that. Follow. Well, thanks, ladies, for being here. This was a fun morning, and uh, hopefully you guys will tune into their stuff. I will post all the links of the things that we talked about as soon as I can, as soon as we get out of here. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. This is The Weekly Dish. We'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao.